And today I'm speaking about scaling with contractors versus employees, giving you my views on which is the better option to go down, which might be the preferred route. So I am a firm, firm believer that by far the best way to scale your business, to grow your business is by using employees rather than contractors. Okay, that's my kind of line. Now there are a few roles where I believe a contractor is a stronger choice than an employee, but for the most part, if you are looking to hire people in sales, if you're looking to hire people for marketing, if you're looking to hire people in relation to client delivery of some sort, if you are looking to hire people in the kind of back-end operations, so admin, those kinds of roles, then I am a firm, firm believer that those people should be employees of your business. One real important thing to note here is that if somebody is coming to work for you, if you are in the UK, if you're running a UK business, you don't get a choice whether they are an employee or a contractor. That is determined by the contract, by the relationship you have with them, the type of relationship and the type of contract you have with them. It is not up to you to choose. So I often get people coming to me and saying, should I take them on as an employee or a contractor? That's not really the question. The question is, okay, well, what do you want them to do? What does their role look like? How many hours are they working for you? Are they only working for you? Are you determining their hours? Are you determining what they have to do when? If that's the case, they are an employee, regardless of what you call them. It's kind of, you know, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, then it is a duck. There is not a choice there. Lots of people flout these rules. The rules are set in place by HMRC and you can see if somebody falls under which bracket by doing a quick quiz thing on their site. So you can just look on the HMRC website for that. But fundamentally, if you are putting them in a position that looks and smells like an employee, then they are an employee. And whether you call them a contractor or you try and pay them like a contractor or not, they will be subject to employment law and they can still you know, claim redundancy pay. If you make them redundant, they can still claim sick pay if they are actually technically a worker, technically an employee. So please don't think that you have a choice necessarily around how you take someone on board. If you are dictating their role with strict boundaries, then they are likely to be an employee. And this is the reason actually that my massive preference is to take on employees because you can impose those boundaries on employees and you cannot do that with contractors. That is against the employment rules, that's against the rules. So with employees, you can dictate when they start and when they finish their job, you can dictate when they turn up for work, you can dictate where they work from, you can dictate the equipment they use, you can dictate that it's only them that you are employing, they can't send anyone else to replace them, they can't turn up. All those types of things, they are for employees. Okay, they are not things that you can put in place for a contractor. That is why I think it's incredibly important to have employees because when you start dedicating yourself to your employees, when you start stepping up and being a leader and leading your business, then you can take on employees who you can nurture and they come on board as a career. They are dedicating themselves to your business. You are dedicating yourself to them in terms of being a leader, in terms of being a coach, being a mentor, being a trainer to them, and that accelerates your business. So for me, having an employee on and actually a full-time time employee rather than a part-time employee 
you know, I am making a commitment to them and they are making a commitment to me. I also find that when people are taken on full time, there is much more of that commitment. When people are taken on part time, we can have a problem with them looking for other work to supplement their income and that kind of thing. Now, there's a slight caveat here because if they're being taken on part time because they don't have more hours in the day to find other work, you know, they've got childcare or whatever, then that's a slightly different situation. But what you don't want is giving somebody a few hours and then them having to supplement their income somewhere else, meaning that their loyalties are divided. Their loyalties are split between you and one or two or three or four other people. And that can be the problem with taking on somebody in a contractor role is because they have all these other people to please at the same time. They have more than one boss. So one person has got them in the business managing them one way and communicating one way and another person has got them in their business managing them one way and communicating them one way and another person and you can see that that is difficult for the person, the individual, the contractor. They've got, you know, two, three, maybe even four bosses that they're reporting to at different times. Everyone wanting a little piece of them. That can be really hard. So when you want a piece of them, what makes you more important than their second boss or their third boss? Nothing usually is the short answer. And that's why when you are in a position where you have somebody as a full-time employee, it makes it much stronger because when you ask something of them, it's only you. You're the only person that's there to be managing them. You're the only person that's there to be coaching them. You're the only person that's there to be training them. And therefore, that dedication to your business is so much stronger. In terms of hiring employees, the main difference is that you have to deduct tax from their salary and you have to pay employers national insurance generally. You also have pension contribution requirements for an employee that you wouldn't have for a freelancer or anything like that. But remember, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck. So make sure that you're aware of that because if you have somebody as a contractor, as a freelancer, and they are not actually that at all, then HMRC can look back and they can say, okay, well, you owe us this amount of tax because you should have been paying this person as an employee. You owe them this amount of pension because you should have been paying them as an employee. Therefore, you need to be really clear under the law, is this person an employee or are they a contractor? And like I say, HMRC has a quiz that you can do on their website in order to check that. So do make sure that you check that. If you have people, particularly if they are full-time or close to full-time, even if they are part-time, to be honest, and they don't, you know, and you're their only employer, then you need to really make sure what are they? What are they really legally? Because HMRC can go back in time and check the records and you know particularly if there's a grievance and that gets raised then you're going to have an issue okay so make sure that you know which it is yes there are more costs associated with hiring employees there are and you there's more responsibility on you as an employer so you know as i said there's pension contributions there is national insurance contributions there are things like safety at work hacks and all those kinds of things you know making sure that their displays are okay in terms of their computers and all those kinds of things. There are more requirements on you, but like I said before, you are giving more to the employee and they in turn will reciprocate and give more to you as a business. So it works as a two-way street here. You know, you are showing commitment to them, they are showing commitment to you. Like I said though, I'm certainly not against hiring VAs and getting VAs in the door, particularly if it's your initial hire. Particularly it's at the very beginning and you can only afford a few hours a week a few hours a month in your business. I would rather you get help in at that level 
and get stuff done and get other people working for you at that basis than you wait and wait and wait and then hire full time. So I'd rather you get help in at the beginning. But what we find with most businesses is they start with that the VA group, you know, it might be one, two, three, four, however many, and then they kind of naturally transition into, okay, we want to take on employees now. What does that look like? Let's get them on board. And, and the reasons that I've kind of outlined are the reasons for that. So it is that control aspect. It is, you know, being able to manage them in a way that you can manage an employee that you can't do so much with a contractor in terms of managing them to matrix, holding them accountable for their role, all those kinds of things, making sure that you can dictate how they do their role if you wish. Generally, with a lot of contractors and freelancers, you can quite be so prescriptive with actually how they do their role. Now, I mentioned before that there are some roles where I would say that you don't need someone full time. It's not necessary to have a full time person. And therefore, if you can't bundle up their job properly into a full time position, then a contractor makes sense. So let's say you have a graphic designer, for example, doing bits of artwork for you but you don't need someone full time. And there's not any other skills that you want to bundle with that together to create a full time position. Then you just take them on on a freelance basis as you need them. You know, financial functions are ones where generally speaking, most people don't have a full time finance person until they are probably around about the seven or eight million pound turnover level. They may have an external team like us do that for them up until that point in time. So again, that's another area where you don't need a full-time CFO if you've got a 500K a year business. You do need a full-time CFO if you're running a 20 million pound business. So there's something in between there, which is you know getting help, getting help like the kind of services that we offer our clients before you reach that level, before you go to that full-time CFO level. There are certain roles where you'll just not be able to fill the full-time hours, even if you are running a million pound, two million, three million, four million pound business, you won't have full-time hours for that role. It's just not possible. Therefore, either looking at how you bundle that with other stuff so that you create a full-time role and you can add other things to that and making sure, of course, I've spoken about this before, but making sure, of course, that the role is bottom line positive in terms of your profit, making sure it's profitable, making sure that they are in some way delivering to the bottom line. If you can't do that, then taking on contractors for smaller parts of jobs, smaller little roles, that makes sense as well. And it's really important to note as well that when you take someone on board, that is a requirement. You need to be a leader. You need to manage them. You need to train, mentor, and teach them, coach them. You need to have that in place. If you just chuck stuff at somebody, you are not never going to get the best out of your employee. And it's going to be that boomerang effect, which you may have had before, where you hire somebody, you chuck some stuff at them. They don't do it well. You end up taking it back and firing them. Repeat, repeat, repeat. To avoid that, you need to make sure that you're moving into leadership. You need to make sure that you are really actually turning up as a leader. You need to make sure you're mentoring them. You need to make sure you're coaching them. You need to make sure you're training them. You need to make sure you are enabling them and you need to make sure you're giving them responsibility and accountability and managing them to matrix and making it really clear on what you expect when, what their deliverables are, what your expectations are, all those things. Because if you don't do that, you get that boomerang thing that boomerang role where you put it out, you hire somebody for the job, you chuck a load of stuff at them, you don't keep them accountable, you don't hold them to anything, you don't manage them in any way, you don't coach them, you don't mentor them. It's, you know, it's some videos for training that you've recorded before. And 
you get annoyed that the quality of their work is not where it needs to be. They get annoyed at you because you're annoyed at them and they haven't, they didn't know what their expectations were. You end up firing them. You end up getting the work back. Repeat. It happens all the time. So making sure that that coaching and mentoring is in place for them, making sure that is a big, big part, making sure that they are held accountable, making sure that they know what they are responsible for. They know what their the expectations that you have of them are and making sure that you can hold them to delivering that. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you do like what I share, please do come and subscribe to the podcast, perhaps even leave a review so that other people can find this podcast as well and benefit from everything that I am sharing. Also, if you enjoyed, I would love if you want to take a screenshot of this episode, share it out onto your social media platforms. If you do, please, please do tag me. I'm Annette underscore Fergs on both Twitter and Instagram. So if you tag me, I can come along, give you a follow, give you a like and some love over there as well. Until next time.